All right, everybody, welcome in to the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Esri. If this is your guys' first time listening to the show, welcome to the show. This podcast is free and available on all platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, along with many, many, many others. If you enjoy the podcast and enjoy the content, please subscribe, leave a rating, and share if possible. All that is much appreciated. Today's show is going to be a little bit different than normal shows. I normally cover a around-the-world section to start out with. Then we go into the Mariners and finish the Seahawks. But today's podcast is specifically going to be about the Mariners MLB 2022 draft. I have all the draft picks here on my, on my sheet. I'm going to give you guys some comparisons, some overall summaries on the players, uh, player comps, all that good jazz, and then I'm going to give us a summary and my opinions on the overall look and status of the draft for the Seattle Mariners. But once again, welcome to the show. If you guys like this kind of content, if you like draft profiles and overall draft summaries, please on my space on my Facebook sports group Sports in the Northwest leave a comment on there. I am creating a forum chat on there for you guys to leave comments and for conversations and topics you would like me to cover on upcoming shows. We're going to start with round 1, uh, the first selection for the Seattle Mariners and then work our way down through the last this is in chronological order from round 1 through the end of the draft. Their first draft pick was name is Cole Young, shortstop Good glove ability, has the ability to put on more power, high school kid, prep school, only 180 pounds and over six foot tall, has the ability to bulk up, fit into his frame, kind of fill it out more over in general, above average glove at shortstop, my comp for him is Adam Frazier, some people have talked about Jed Lowry, Jed Lowry is a switch hitter, has been a long time for the Oakland Athletics, but overall, good athlete, not a bad fit, not exactly a flashy player by any means. Uh, he's going to be a consistent pro, probably hit you around 260 on average for his career. So it's not a Kyle Lewis pick, it's not an Edwin Arroyo kind of a pick, but however, little tease, there might be one later inside of this podcast for you guys. That's kind of how I feel about Cole Young, that's what I've seen. I don't exactly have the draft grades because people don't like listening to the numbers from what I've heard, you know, 25, 45, 55. On the, and the grade or the skill grade goes from 20 to 80. So I kind of just had some basic summaries for these players in general. So that's what I'm going to cover on with Cole Young. Tyler Locklear out of Virginia Commonwealth U University. Big time power. Bad speed can be a kind of a problem, unfortunately. Uh, at college, he wasn't a big bat speed guy. When people you know ask, what does bat speed mean? Well... That kind of, it's a generation or how you generate your power is your bat speed. A good example of elite bat speed was Gary Sheffield, Barry Bonds, Alfonso Soriano. Uh, guys that really create a lot of torque based upon how quick they can get the bat through the zone to the actual ball or to the ball itself. But Tyler Locklear projects more at first base than third. He did play a combination of first and third at VCU. Big kid. Moves pretty well. Uh, look, he's kind of like a smaller version of Pete Alonzo for his build. Uh, my comparison for him is Patrick Wisdom. He's a power out outfielder, corner outfielder, also a first baseman for the Cubs. Got a lot of, uh, a lot of upside, good pop. Got like a Eugenio Suarez kind of raw power, but he's built a little bit more like Patrick Wisdom or Pete Alonzo. And obviously Pete Alonzo's 
the polar bear and he's absolutely fantastic first baseman for the new york mets so we'll see what happens with that overall i like the draft pick but it's not my favorite out of this class next one we're going to do is walter ford walter ford is very interesting first of all his twitter handle the vanilla missile that's great that's just a great handle i wonder if he likes you know you know that flavoring in his coffee but i'm just a weirdo and i gotta put a little bit of a funny joke into it people like the jokes i'm trying to put more in there but uh consistently hits mid 90s on his fastball ability to hit up to 97 miles an hour possibly triple digits long release towards home plate slash stride very similar to logan gilbert and tyler glasnow uh, for his ability for the long stride, longer release point, cutting that distance between the, the mound to the batter's box in general and home plate. I really like the fit. I think this kid has a tremendous amount of upside. He will quickly rise through our ranks. I imagine him, he will be immediately in top 30 for our prospect farm system. But overall, great pick at third round. He, he was the comp pick for Robbie Ray for a fun fact. So we'll see what happens with there. But definitely the comp for him is Logan Gilbert or Tyler Glasnow, which obviously would be a welcome addition considering how well Logan Gilbert's pitched this year for the Seattle Mariners. Next guy we're going to go down on the list is AJ Izzy. Fastball is mid-90s. Slider is more like a slurve than a slider. Got more of like a, a sweeping curve movement to it, which is interesting. He's over the top release, very similar to Chris Flexen with how he uh, uh, puts the ball to towards home plate. His projection is really all over the board. Baseball America is a big fan of him. They think he's going to rise quickly. Some people think he's more of a developmental project. You know, Flexen took a couple of years, obviously. Had to go to the Korean Baseball League before he can kind of get his feet underneath of him. And now he's the pitcher who he is today. But over-the-top pitchers are just not very common anymore. You guys in the three guys in the three-quarter slot, half slot, uh... So, not so much a submarine, because submarine's obviously more for relief pitchers like Sergio Romo, Darren O'Day, stuff like that. But, interesting pick here. Quality pitcher. Not the best one I thought they drafted, but I like the fit. I like the pick overall. Mariners clearly just trying to bulk up, trying to just fill as many quality slot, uh, pitchers in their slots for the draft. Because the Mariners really value pitching because you can never have enough of it. And it's valued quite highly, if not more highly, or higher, I should say, not more highly, than uh, hitting it is in general. So we got a couple of pitchers going off the board there back to back. This is the player probably that I like the most, right? He's just got a great name. Reed Van Scooter. Lefty pitcher, four-pitch mix. Fastball is currently sitting 92 to 94. Has ability probably to build up to 96, 97. There's a theme here. They like high velo, long extension pitchers. This guy, I think he's going to fly in the prospect farm system. I anticipate with by next year, he will be in double A, which for a lot of guys just doesn't happen. Uh, you know, you might see like a like a Jack Leiter, son of Al Leiter, top pitching prospect for the Rangers. He's already in double A. Uh, they drafted a guy named Kumar Rocker. Guy, and this is for profiles of pitchers that have incredible upside and have the ability to move quickly. Reed Van Scooter, the name is just phenomenal. I could see Van Scooter in the Emerald City Green. It's just crispy, right? Four-pitch mix, though. He's got his three off-speed pitches are good. His changeup is better than his slider and his curveball. 
Uh, comparison is Ryan Yarbrough, which, funny enough, was a Mariners player. The Mariners traded him to Tampa Bay as part, as part of a trade package a couple years ago. But overall, really quality player. I love the fact that we got a good lefty because you can never have enough lefties, especially after we lost Brandon Williamson and the trade for Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. Next guy down there for me is Josh Hood. Shortstop. I mean, this profile is going to sound very similar to somebody else we already have on the current roster, and I'll tell you at the very end. Shortstop, ability to play multiple different positions, plus bat speed, good raw power, projects more at third base, great overall athlete. Probably more, yeah, more third than shortstop, but he has ability to play multiple positions. Comp, Dylan Moore. Uh, Dylan Moore is, man... You want to talk about one of the most intriguing players I've ever watched is Dylan Moore. The man's built. Like, I keep talking about this every time. And people are like, you have a man crush on Dylan Moore. Well, yeah. He's a good-looking dude. You know, got to give props to the man when, he, when he's got it. But overall, like the Josh Hood pick, they're just, you know, filling out. They don't have a whole lot of infield depth is the problem right now. You got a couple of prospects in there. I haven't gotten quite the finishing touches on the next podcast for State of the Farm. And I go down to prospects and how they're performing. But what I talked about previously was the lack of depth in the prospects for the middle infield for the Mariners. And they're clearly addressing that with Josh Hood and Cole Young and Tyler Locklear. So next guy on my list, this is also another great name. Hogan Windish. Second baseman has a outstanding ability to put bat to ball. Ability to be in top 30 prospect immediately after the draft is done. Jason Churchill, the moment this draft was done, or this pick was uh, was chosen by the Mariners, excuse me. Jason Churchill hops on his Twitter and immediately says, this kid's Ty France. And I tell you, if we can't have Ty France in this lineup, whoo-wee, we got some fire coming down the chimney, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's probably a little bit of a weird saying, but that's just what I do. Overall, Hogan Windish, great name. Second baseman, a little bit of a bigger build. Probably projects more to first base, but he has the ability to play both positions. Obviously, very similar to what I talked about with Tyler Locklear. They're just currently loading up on middle infield depth. This is the fourth player they've chosen for middle infield so far in this draft. But overall, I like the, the overall pick. There's a definite direction with where, where they're going with this. Next pitcher, or excuse me, the next player, his name is Tatum Lenvins. Or Levins, excuse me. Catcher. He's a very, what we call a CTZ, control the zone hitter. That's for the guys who don't know, that's the big time or the primary saying for the Seattle Mariners in their hitting system for their farm. Left-handed hitter. Uh, ability to play a little bit of first base on, on occasion. Good overall contact skills. Not a great glove behind behind the plate. Comparison to him is Omar Narvaez. Obviously, a lot of us miss Omar Narvaez, but currently Kyle Raleigh is filling that void quite beautifully. I got two more for you guys, and then I'm going to give a overall summary, and then we're going to hop out. Today's podcast is a little shorter, but this is just a draft special. Tyler Guff. Fastball, 96, 97 miles an hour. Uh, very similar to a player they drafted last year. Name was Michael Morales, who's currently the 15th overall prospect in their farm system via Baseball America. Guy's got a good fastball, a couple good uh, good overall off-speed pitches. Nothing overly flashy. Very consistent pitcher, though. 
And that's what you need. You guys look at, you know, a Tyler Anderson. You look at like an Irvin Santana, Martin Perez. They're not great pitchers. They're very consistent. Irvin Santana more back in his prime than he is currently because now I'm pretty sure he's DFA'd and, you know, hanging out in Cuba or wherever he's from. But overall, good overall selection. Just continue to grab another quality pick at that overall slot. And then this is a pick that's going to be very interesting because I admit this comp for this player I didn't even know existed. And I'm pretty dang good with covering every single prospect inside the top 30, and I missed one. They drafted a guy, or a kid, excuse me, his name was Bill Knight. Good athlete. Overall average for the 2022 season was 337. He reminds us, or reminds Baseball America and Jason Churchill, Colin Davis. Colin Davis is one of our top 30 prospects who is rising quickly throughout our system. He was a draft pick last year. From Austin Slater, who plays for, for, for the Giants, is a corner outfielder. Good glove, quality speed, good contact skills. Not a lot of power, probably gave you 15, 20 home runs a season, but he's a good overall quality outfielder. You don't have to have every guy hitting for the fences in every position. Sometimes you just need guys to continue the lineup and just de uh, de uh, what's what I'm looking for. It depths deepens the lineup. If I can actually spit it out today, but you know it happens. Overall, I like this pick. I really like this overall draft for for the Seattle Mariners. Very solid. Nothing overly flashy. Got lots of depth for the infield and pitching. Out of quality lefty. A couple guys who have the ability to put the ball or bat to ball skills, which obviously is a good point to go for when you're going into the draft. You're trying to find guys in general. I would estimate probably that around five to six of these guys in this draft will probably be in the top 30 in the next two years for the Seattle Mariners. That's a rough pick. There's 10 picks. I'm picking five to six out of 10, only half of them, because obviously it's a bit of a crapshoot, you know. You know, you all you put the money on black, you put the money on red. Sometimes it's black, sometimes it's red. We don't know. But overall, I like the draft for the Mariners. They're continuing to deepen this farm system. They're just going to re uh, retool after what Jerry's got up his sleeve as far as the trade deadline. Trade deadline's coming quick. I can't wait. I'm going to have a couple trade deadline specials for you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. Again, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all that good jazz. Thank you so much for listening, streaming, uh, and just for the overall love you guys are giving me on this podcast. We are almost to 500 listens, so thank you so much for you guys for streaming and listening. I will be getting that forum up on the Facebook group. Once again, that is Sports in the Northwest. And as I always hop out with with saying, simply, ladies and gentlemen, because we were a 14-game winning streak, see us rise.